Hey, this is Bridge. Hey, this is JD. And this is The Way I See It. Fatherhood from a Colorful Perspective. We're back after a very long break, an unwanted break. It's, I guess it's more of a pandemic break. Yeah, that, that's exactly why we broke, because we just can't. We like to be in the presence of one another, but we are not able to. Yes, we are recording live from somewhere. And that somewhere <laughs> is our, our home. So uh, we had to break from tradition just to keep everybody safe. But you know, it is what it is. And that's just the sign of the time. I promise I will not use new norm. I will not use uncertain times or any mm. other <laughs> phrase that has been said uh, 6,000 times uh, since March. So, but so I guess, you know, since we're talking about the pandemic, I guess, I mean, that makes for a great topic. We're going to talk about parenting in a pandemic. Oh my goodness. It's been a change, hasn't it? It has been a change. Do you have, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you got some input on this, don't you? Boy, it, um, well, I'm sitting at my dining room table, which is my workspace, which is my eat space, which is, you know, I'm here 12 hours, 13, 14 hours a day mm-hmm. and uh, parenting from this spot as well. So uh, yeah, I have a lot to talk about here and um, it's been a, a, hmm, a learning situation that I don't think I would have been able to have uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, right, right. Since it was a learning experience, I mean, is do you love this time now that you've been in it for a while? I mean, it, now we're what nine nine months in. I mean, do you is there is there a favorite part of this time that you you feel like you have with your kids now that you've kind of were forced upon you know doing this new style of parenting? Yeah, this new uh, old style of parenting, really. <laughs> so. You did say it's nine months. I've been here since uh, March 13th or March 19th when in the seat. So it had a, um, (laughs) how do you say it? It it had a a level of complexity that I didn't fully understand. Mm. And that was, uh, it went from being unsure to being excited because I get to see my kids every day. And, um, then am I doing the right thing for my kids? Am I, am I too much for my kids? But, uh, listen, I love this time in in perspective. I love this time because I know where I'm going to be every day. I don't have to spend time in the car. Um, my kids know where I'm going to be. They know me. Uh, they've, they see me while I'm working. They see me, man, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable time for me to have a now 11 month old, almost one. She'll be one on Monday. And uh, goodness, she's seen me every day of her life uh, for more than her, most of her waking hours. Right. I think that's a positive out of all of this. I think having, having the ability to, especially with a newborn, I mean, being, being yeah. available that much time, I think that does make a difference because at first I'm sure everything was so fast moving. I mean, do you think it had to shift over time for you? I mean, obviously your feelings now versus your feelings on March 15th or whatever had to have been somewhat different because it's such, it was such a rapid pivot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just, I, I didn't bring that back around, but you're, you're right. I, it, it was definitely a shift over time and, and it, I thought I was in a perfect place to, to understand what the pandemic would do for our kids and just having that time and, and just being there for them. Oh, that was enough. Yeah. That's, that's, that's enough. No. So the love came, the love was there at the beginning. Then I started learning (laughs) about who my kids were and what they needed more than just, just taking them to daycare and, and, uh, 
just passing that over <laughs> that part part over of learning who they were um outside of being at home for me it was i had to just understand it i didn't quite understand it i didn't know if i was harming my kids or whatnot so as soon as i talked that one out especially with with lexi i began to love it again so you know it was coming back and forth I know that you're, you're at home, but what the pandemic did for you, you work at home. That's just, that's, that's what you do or, or you had, you had another place too. You had worker to go to, but this brought this all, you know, the walls in a little bit with your kids too. So how was that for you? You know, did you love it? What, what was the best, what was the best part about it? <laughs> I mean, for real, I mean, in the beginning, I did not love it. Um, <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. I didn't love it because I mean, we're all on, on this on this automatic path right now, you know, beforehand. And it was like we just kind of do our routines and just kind of keep it moving. But yep. um, to 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 not quote Ross from Friends, but we did have to pivot um, very quickly, you know. So it was it was kind of like you know at the time, I mean, my wife was in her third trimester. I had a toddler who wasn't officially two yet. Yep. Um, so a lot of things changed very quickly and there was still so much was unknown that it, the stress of everything for us kind of got in the way of, of taking in the moment. Um, but that, you know, that, that changed over time. Once we, everything kind of got settled and we had a new, new system in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that helped, um, especially once, once uh, baby boy was born, I think that took a weight off of our shoulders because we were, you know, I mean, stressing that, you know, I mean, you're in a pandemic and your wife is at her third trimester. It's like the, the fear of not knowing about this, this virus and, you know, trying to make sure your wife doesn't get it. Um, and then the whole going to the hospital is just, that's a whole lot to wear. So, and then you got a toddler who's screaming <laughs> and, and right. out of daycare while two people were still trying to work beforehand. Yeah. But, but I say, I will, I say I, at this point, I, I love it more um, because, you know, I have a flow now. So the company, you know, really was built off of remote working. So that, really yeah. didn't affect me all that much mm-hmm. um i think it's easier now with my kids both in daycare um, yeah you know i think that definitely helps but you know do i hate it now no i think it for anything it it caused me to to be more intentional with my mm-hmm. kids uh because before like i said and we've talked about this on many episodes it's like you know monday through friday you wake up you get the kids ready you get them to daycare you do your thing you pick them up right. you get right. them ready for bed where you know, when they were home, well, when, yeah, you know, when both kids were home before they both went back to daycare, it was, you know, we had to be very, very intentional with how we parent our kids and, and, and gave them our attention. And I think that, um, that definitely took some time. I know it's, it's, it's fun because I like hearing you say your kids. Before that, it was just like, you know, I, I have, I have a little Landry here. Yeah. Then, well, that's right. Cause I guess we haven't really talked to since the, you know, talked on, on air since the last uh, episode about, you know, the changes in our family dynamic, but we had our son, I mean, you know, this obviously, but yeah. you know, we had our son, um, May 20th. So he's 20 twin twin on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Braxton Reed. So I named him similar to my name, but not exactly. Cause I never really liked Brandon, uh, as a name. So, yeah. <laughs> You never like Brandon? Oh my god, I hate that name. It's it's is the quintessential seventies boy name. Like you say Brandon, and anybody who was born in the seventies gonna turn around and say, Yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> no. 
So I didn't need a junior anyway. So uh, we gave him something similar. Yeah, that's well, that's that's good. We did the same thing with Santiago. Santiago is my my middle name is his middle name, and he he understands it and enjoys it. So we we digress, but it's still good stuff. <laughs> How do you handle the stress of a pandemic, man? I mean, being locked in the house um, and completely altering your routine. You said it before. I mean, you, you you're like, hey, shoot. I am a guy of routine. Um, how did you come back from that? How did you just handle that with with your with your family, with the kids, with Danny? How how did you <laughs> get in that headspace where you're just oh man, this routine? I got to get back to it. Well, fortunately for me, I'm already bald. Uh, otherwise, I would have probably lost some hair um, <laughs> in that in that process. But um, yeah, this this like I said, the stress there were different stressors at different times. Like I said before, I mean, the first stressor was this whole going into labor during a pandemic. And, you know, what are we, what are we dealing with? I mean, am I going to be, you know, I mean, am I going to get to be there in the delivery room? Am I going to, I mean, that kind of stuff um, definitely had me up at night and especially when my wife was still working. So that, that first phase uh, of the pandemic really, really, it really wore me down, man. I mean, that was hard to, to be a good parent and be a good husband at that time, you know, cause everybody needed me. So I'm like, I had to ante up and just you know, get, get shit done. But at right. that time it was, there was not much sleep happening for me, but yeah, I mean, after, after a while though, I mean, you know, getting the systems and like getting everything in place, we adjusted in a sense of, okay, when this thing lifts up, we, you know, everybody was, you know, beforehand, everybody was buying up everything off the, off the Kroger shelves mm-hmm. and, and, and taxing and taxing the supply chain and making some people work, you know, hours on end. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Still. now, that, but now that it's over, like, or now we're about to go into this next phase of when we had that lull, we, we, we made a point to, you know, pretty much go back to the old school pantry stocking mm-hmm. kind of flow. We mean, downstairs we set up, I mean, you know, we slowly built up, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, the sundries, canned foods and stuff. We just kind of slowly did it where we're not stressing the system. But so, for now, it's just, just kind of like, okay, well, we're here. Okay, here, here's what we're going to do. We know we're going to eat. We know mm-hmm. we're going to be okay with food. Um, if the kids have to come back home from daycare, or we've got that set up. We're good there. Um, you know, we have a flow, you know, when it was warm to go outside with the kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the stress, honestly, man, the stress just kind of, I don't want to say it's non-existent, but it's 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 minimal compared to, to, I will say March 15th or March, March 16th was the day that I took Landry out of daycare. So that's, yeah. that's kind of like our start date for us. Cause it was funny. Our last episode that we recorded was really like the weekend before everything started shutting down. Cause we were going to go to the Arnold. Well, yeah, that's right. And they can't, they had canceled the Arnold. So it was like the world pretty much just went upside down right after our, our last episode. But I mean, I know you're not, you, you handle stress differently though. So, I mean, you kind of internalize stress um, and don't really, you don't really wear your stress on the sleeve. I mean, I've known you long enough that I know when you're stressing, but, um, but how, how did you, how did you process everything from a stress standpoint? It took me months to process the stress in a, in a productive manner. (laughs) I will say that. Um, it wasn't stressful for me because I can dig into my work and my work at the time was I was transitioning positions. Mm Mm-hmm. And it felt super comfortable for me to have my kids here. Right. And then, um, and then me knowing that they were going to be, um, safe. Mm -hmm. 
I, that, that took a lot of the stress away or what would have been stress. And then, um, transitioning to a job that's in supply chain, I got to, uh, and being the lead of the COVID forecasting. Mm-hmm. So I, for Kroger, it was awesome because I get, I got to understand the pandemic from a different side. Mm-hmm. So that, that took the stress off of me as well. But then it came down to the, to the point where the, the house was, wasn't where, what I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, um, I was getting down on myself because I felt, um, that I would, I didn't have an outlet. And then when I don't have an outlet or when I don't have a place to just, um, have some solitude mm-hmm. or my eating habits are horrible and I feel bad physically, then my stress level goes up. Um, you're talking about sleep, dude, I wasn't sleeping at all because it was, you know, I, it was one of those things where you, you know how you said you put everything on your shoulders because right. that's where you want it to be. Right. I was doing that. So I was, I was trying to do everything because my wife was trying to, she was at, at the school. She was trying to um, just make sure that she was healthy. Right. right. So she doesn't bring it back. And that is a huge job just to make sure that she's healthy and, and uh, for herself and for the family. So, you know, doing the bedtime routines. And then at the time, baby L was not going to bed until one thirty. So that one thirty started my time to decompress. Mm. <laughs> so I wasn't going to bed until three or four in the morning, getting up for, for work, um, being on the computer by seven and starting that routine all over again. So as you can see, um, it was good for a while, but it, it does, it does wear on you. Right. And then and you said, you didn't know, you do know me <laughs> one, one day it just snaps. Right. It, and you're just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's, it's just too much. And, um, uh, that didn't happen until probably a month ago where it snapped and, um, just, just talking it out and, and sitting with my kids and sitting with my wife and just going outside. I saw you guys go outside a lot. And I was like, we're not, we're not doing that. We need to do that. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, so, so you, you had your, you had a breaking point in the process. Oh, yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. I, I had, yeah. Cause I had one, I mean, I had one a couple months ago. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny how, what triggers a breaking point though. And, you know, you think, and you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Then all of a sudden it's like, a, I'm not good. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, shit, I'm not good. Because honestly, it was, it was for us, it was a strain on our, you know, that first two months, it's hard enough when you're bringing home a new baby. Right. And then everything, you, you can't go anywhere. So we can't, there, like you said, you had no outlets. So, you know, you just keep eating your feelings, eating your, your stress until it's just like, you just got to regurgitate. But it's, it's funny you- how, um, how, how like the, the pressure cooker is like letting the steam out. It's like all of a sudden everything was just so much easier after, yeah. after getting that, that, that moment of, of just like, okay, I'm pretty much the last straws on my back. It's like, okay, I can't carry anymore. And all of a sudden everything fell off and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can do this now. I'm good. But, yeah. That, that routine thing that you were talking about too, is that, 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 that didn't help. And I didn't notice it because our, our church does a, um, 
you know, they do church. You can, you can do it online or from your phone or something. Mm-hmm. And we used to do that a lot. And, but we figured that, you know, kids club for Santiago, that was his outlet. He loves right. it. Um, just going and getting out and, and walking the church and being in the sanctuary and having, having a coffee or whatnot, seeing people, um, we missed that and we, we didn't know we missed it as much as we did. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, really you're touching on that isolation. I mean, that does a number on us. So besides like church and fellowship with, with like the church, I mean, cause we basically go to the same church, just different locations. So I get that, that component, but like with, with this isolation situation, how did you handle family vegetation? You know, when there's, I mean, we're talking about at, at points in this, in this process where, I mean, hell, the threat's now higher than it is way back when we're on lockdown. But, you know, right. how did you handle, how do you handle visiting, you know, extended family and, and friends and stuff? Yeah, it's different now than it was then. So it, it escalated, then it waned, and then now it's back to more than what it's ever been. We learned how to say no without faulting ourselves or without guilt. Yeah. And we became very selfless in or empathetic. Um, uh, and <laughs> so our parents want to come see us mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so you can come see us now. And, and, and I'm, I'm putting out the situation, right? You can come see us now. And with a major threat of you being, uh, uh contracting this COVID-19 and then what, what are we going to do then? Why don't we just, why don't we just stay? Why don't we just do Zoom calls? Why don't we just call each other? Um, and then, and then have many more celebrations down the road without this, without the struggle. Right. Um, it, and, you know, some people understood, some people did not. <laughs> right. Enough said. Yeah. I mean, but, and that's, that's, that's a tough, you know, it's, it's tough to, to juggle that anyway. I mean, as, as, outside of a pandemic you, you're trying to juggle two two families and two oh yeah you know you, you're trying to accommodate seeing everybody and whatnot and you throw this in the mix um mm-hmm. it, it does make it it makes it tough on you i mean because you yeah. have at the end of the day you have to make a decision for your family first you do you do and and i didn't i didn't i don't have any qualms about that uh, you know i'm i'm inherently a people pleaser and the people that i'm trying to please now are and everybody that wants to see me in the future. So I'm making their decision for them. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't feel bad about it at all. Right. Um, Lexi, um, she doesn't, she doesn't normally hold her tongue and she didn't in this situation. She was like, if you want to come see us, you guys take a test for yourself. You'll know what you are. And then you can tell me what that test is. And then we're not going to, we're not going to house a bunch of people. It's going to be one family at a time. Right. And not the whole family. It's going to be two people at a time. Right. Um, but sometimes it was a struggle beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, who was going to come in inside the house. Was, right, was that right. the same for you? I mean, did, did that heighten the, the, uh, the parent structure? Yeah, no, it was tough. Um, it was a little easier for me on, on my side because again, my, I mean, my parents leave for seven mm-hmm. months out of a pop you know, every year. So this is the first year that they're, they're staying up here. So it's almost like we're just exchanging, even though they're here, we're still kind of doing that. We're not going to see you for seven months um, right. or whatever, however long it takes. Um, you know, with their age, 
I, I was more hypersensitive to visitations with them. Number one, I would never be able to live with myself if I was reading that my parents, one of my parents got sick and, and right. died from COVID, you know, and, and with my kids, I mean, we saw them regularly until we sent the kid, we sent Landry back to daycare, which was July right. 6th. And then we had to, we just said we we're going to stop any kind of visitations for a two way threat. You know I mean? We, you know, I don't want her taking it into the center and then, Mm-hmm. And if she had it and was, you know, the kids are asymptomatic, I don't want her coming around my parents or Danny's parents. And so my parents got it because they've been pretty much on hunkered in lockdown since they got back, even before they got back. Um, you know, it was they, a harder. They didn't get the they didn't get COVID. They understood it. Right. Exactly. They they did. Yes, they didn't. No, they did not get COVID. I'm sorry. <laughs> they they got the idea of, of needing to stay locked in. So, um, you know, they to this day, I mean, it's actually easier for them up here in the house, our house up here that I grew up in because there's more space to them to kind of maneuver versus their house in Florida. Gotcha. Um, so that's why they stay, decided to stay up here too. It's like, why are you going to drive all the way back down there to be away from everybody and have less space? Right. Um, so again, I mean that, so we made that decision. I made that decision with my family. Um, it, it took a little bit more time with Danny to, to get comfortable with, you know, kind of shutting things down with her mm-hmm. parents. Um, I don't know. They just didn't get it, or or they, just, they were just having a hard time with. And again, because it's easier for my side, because again, there is always that seven month gap. Sure. Whereas for them, I think it was tougher because again, they never really had to experience that. You know that mm-hmm. that I'm out of town for seven months, so it it, it took a while to kind of get comfortable and, and and not have everybody's feelings in the situation and understanding the science of it. You know, that, that that took a while, you know, and it was hard. I mean, I'm juggling, you know, I think Danny was juggling how to articulate it. So nobody's feelings are getting hurt. Well, how do you, and your feelings are going to get hurt, man. You, you, you had a, a brand new baby come into this world. I understand that feelings are going to get hurt. Right. Right. But I mean, we, you know, that part was cool. I mean, we, I mean, everybody understood that, that dynamic, but now that we're into it, you know, we saw our parents were probably the first time or her parents were first time, her mom last weekend, um, but even mm-hmm. then, it's far and few. As these numbers are going up, we're like, okay, I regret now. Like, I wish we would have did it probably sooner and did more of a backyard thing. But yeah. you know, because that was that worked real well, and we were, we were concerned with the kids wanting to, you know, like Landry wanted to go interact with her, her grandparents, right? Um, but it, it kind of worked out well, and I wish we would have did it when there were still more warm days to do it. Sure. Um, but again, you make decisions on the fly in a pandemic. Like, what the hell is the right answer? Is it, it was the right answer at the moment, you know? So. Mm-hmm. I think people understand that now it's like, okay, there's this fear of, of getting my, my kids sick or me getting sick from visiting somebody because they're talking about the fact that most people are getting it now. They're not getting it at the grocery store. They're getting it when they come home and take their mask off and have their friends over, right. you know what I'm saying? So that's how people are getting sick. So I'm like, okay, I, I, the logistics of this house is not set up for one of us to be sick and having a toddler and a five, almost six month old, yeah. it's not conducive to one of us going down for even if, even if we have mild symptoms, it's just not conducive to one parent having to handle that. So the juice worth a squeeze, man. So I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, now we, you know, so we, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not going to do, we're going to do zoom Thanksgiving. And if yeah, it's still yeah, crazy yeah. at Christmas, we're going to do zoom Christmas and drop gifts off and just open up and on, on camera. And, right. you know, I think, I think people have come to understand the severity of things now mm-hmm. and, and understand that this, this shit's not personal. It's, it's business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like EPMD is business, never personal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because like I said, the isolation part of it, want, you want 
to be around people. It's, it's it, we're no different than anybody else that's on the news. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm tired of not being around people. I want to see my friend. I want to come over to your house and see the kids and vice versa. You know, I want to see some of my other friends. I would love to go out and visit friends. You know, but you know, you let your guard down, and all of a sudden now you're sick. Now I'm on a ventilator, and and eight days later I'm you know I'm dead. Right. But you know, we're at this point. Let's just hold out. <laughs> you know, like you said to you. I mean, what is is it better to 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 sacrifice? You know, six, eight, nine, twelve months sure. to have. 25 more years with people. Right. You know, it's like that, that was the reality that we had to, to come back to. But mm-hmm. now in that, I think the one, the, the thing that's toughest is like, you know, your kids want to play, right? They want to, they, they don't know any different. They just want to play. You know, <laughs> right. They, they're just like, I don't care who, you know, but pandemic, what? They, is that, mm-hmm. Do you put syrup on the pandemic? Is that what that pandemic? Uh, I don't know. That's no baby. That's pancake. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you keep how do you keep your kids entertained during all this stuff? I mean, we we I mean we cover stuff as dads and as parents and you know, we about keeping people away. How did you how did you handle the kids? Like how do you keep them entertained? Because I mean our go-tos were for the longest time were you can't just be like, oh, we're gonna do this. You right. can't really do that. So how did you how did you keep them engaged? It was a um it was a mind scratcher. It was a head scratcher, you know. Um I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how and the question was, how do I not stifle my children and have this be a a a something in their head that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives saying, mm-hmm. okay, this is the point where I really changed as a child. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. Right. Um, but it actually did happen for, for Santiago because um, Lexi is an SLP. She's very, she's very good with children. And she made it, uh, she, she took it upon herself to say, okay, this is a time where we're going to sit down and, and teach Santiago something that mm, he just doesn't know. And so he learned how to read at, at four, he read over 80 books Mm -hmm. during the summer and we incentivize him for it and, and it's good. So, uh, he just loves to read now. He loves to hear me read excuse me, reread every night, um, Captain Underpants, which is, is far and beyond what, what he could read now. So some of the stuff I'm like, you know, when, who, who's, who's actually reading this or who's writing, who are you writing this for? Right. <laughs> Cause it's, it's, it's good slapstick humor for me to, to read. But, um, the great part about it is he'll sit down with those Bob's books. He'll learn how to read. He'll do his sight words. Um, that was, that was one of those things that we inserted instead of, Hey, playing all the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, he learned how to ride a tricycle. Um, we went to Sharon Woods and he rode two and a half miles or 2.8 miles or something on a tricycle. Mm -hmm. That was unbelievable to me. And then, um, uh, um, baby L is just, she's taken on to whatever he likes. Now she's crawling. Um, she's taking, you know, she's doing the tightrope walking type of thing. Uh, in her, uh, we have a playpen type cage, and um, uh, she, it's she just plays whatever he plays with, and it's mm-hmm. great. I have to, I have to say that there's times where I just have to sit them down mm-hmm. and let them figure it out. Right. Like you go play. You have a playroom, you go play, uh, take, and, and 
I'll watch you on the camera, <laughs> but here's your baby sister. You go, you guys go play. I know she's not even a year, but I want to see how you guys interact with each other. I want to see what you're going to do. I want to see how you talk. Mm-hmm. I want to see Santiago has a, has a, um, an alter ego called Charmander and that dude is mischievous and we have to talk about that from time to time. So he'll, he'll throw something and say, Charmanders, don't do that. It wasn't <laughs> I, me. Because he's playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, I know uh, Landry was just learning how to play with different things. Right. So how did, how did you cultivate her? You said you went outside, but what else could you do? Man, I'm saying, let me tell you, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, you know, when, when the pandemic first started and we pulled her out of daycare, you know, we were all, okay, so we're going to, you know, we reached out to her her teachers and we got the we got the structure of what the day was. And, you know, like, okay, here's, here's, here's their routine at, at daycare. We're going to, we're going to emulate that. Yeah, that shit went out the door like the first day. We was like, she was like, no, I never know. Mm-mm, no. I'm at home. Here's a big TV. Here's Disney Plus. I want to see Anna and Elsa. Right. So, uh, you know, for the first, I mean, for a while, yeah, it was definitely, you know, she got the, the 70s baby childhood of just right. sitting in front of TV. Yeah. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with me, damn it. So, you know, <laughs> that's fine for my kids. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like I said, we, you know, we definitely were intentional. Like in the mornings, we'd put on Sesame Street or we'd put on more yeah. learning episodes. Uh, but, you know, again, she actually, if you look at her now, I mean, she's actually moved up rooms at daycare because she has advanced past her kids, uh, her, her peers. And some of that I actually think was from two things. I think being home with us so much, we talk to her like we talk to each other. We don't, for the most part, we don't do the baby talk a lot. No. I mean, we, we change our, you know, we're definitely softer in our tone, mm-hmm. obviously, but, but we talk to our kids. Like, you know, we don't, we, no, we don't do that shit. We, we, you know, we have a conversation. Um, right. So having a conversation with two adults day in and day out, and then watching, you know, Frozen, Frozen 2, Frozen 2 again, Frozen 2 again, <laughs> hey. Frozen one more time. And this is all within like two hours. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think she learned to talk through that. I mean, her her language skills um, definitely enhanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of it was watching, you know, the song and stuff that like we sing along. So, I, you know, she started now. She's just like, boom, she's on it. And then at bedtime, we would do a lot of reading. Do we do our bedding, our bedtime readings? And then during the day, we kind of were like a little more lax and let her do more of the the TV stuff. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it worked. But we that's when we found out we like we we have to we have to take her outside. Right. Um, sometimes it was balls hot out. So it was kind of like tough. So, again, trying to adjust on the fly. But. You know, Danny invested in a lot of bigger play sets um, outside. We've got humongous play sets out there now for her. Um, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, like, stuff like that. Now she was, like, she's big enough that she can walk comfortably and she's engaged, you know, saying, so, and being out, like, we play, you know, we go hunting for squirrels, or she calls them curlers because she can't <laughs> say squirrels yet. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, like, it became a thing. It became... A routine to you know became a learning thing for her to be outside and, and we saw mm. her personality you know her mood was in a much better place when we got to go outside and play versus when she was stuck in the house with us yeah um, but you know so going back to daycare it was helpful for her too so you you make the most of it I mean with knowing you can't go to a park often i mean we went to the parks in times when nobody was there like sharon woods but you right know, where we would normally 
we would just take her down to the brewery with us, like um, in Hamilton, and just because it's very family oriented, so we would just go hang out and visit friends or whatever. But you can't do that. So like our go tos were like thrown out the window. Gotcha. Which is good. I mean, it forced us to kind of be in the moment and think about it. But yeah, I like that. So so did did that allow you to 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 push your kids? I mean, did that elevate their mental health rather than just you know physical activity? Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I think it, I think all that tied into I me, mean, and obviously with with Braxton, he's such he's so little. I mean, he's just he's well, he's a chill kid. You know, he's well, he's well fed as long as he sleeps. <laughs> you hold him a little bit, he's good. But with her, I think like I, said, I think that all balanced out with the the intellectual and the physical. Because now you know we've got one of my old uh, iPads that we download a whole bunch of kid games, and so you know watching her you know learn quickly and and moving shapes and understanding and picking the colors and like. Her right. picking stuff up so quickly, it was like, okay, cool. We, we're playing, but she, clearly she's learning. Like, okay, it's, it's it's finally balancing itself out. Where it's not just it's not just sitting in front of her watching Anna and Elsa and mm-hmm. Olaf. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 everything now. Well, that's good. I th- I think sometimes they need that though. I need they need that veg time. But yeah, you were you were talking about um, apps and stuff such we have we have an old 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 ipad and uh santiago learns how to cook from that the elmo app he mm. loves that loves that elmo app and um i get to i get to be the silly dad that does all the voices i can do the elmo voice the grover voice the cookie monster voice the cookies <laughs> exactly i'm not gonna do it for you guys because you know i'll be scared <laughs> but shoot Oh, it, for me that that it's it's all about time, though. It, goodness, uh, I don't know how much time to spend or how much time to put them. You know, I said it before. I only give them forty eight minutes. Blah blah blah. That went out the window when this pandemic. I got I got to tell you that, right? <laughs> you know, and it kind of messed with my headspace. So, I, I, and 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 that's partly because of work. Because when when he gets home, I'm still working, and I have to work. So it does mess with my my headspace. So how do you rationalize the work time versus the dad time? And, and does that mess with you? Yeah, it did at first. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. It, it's, you know, and for me being self-employed, I'm always on the clock and, and mentally. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a challenge for me. Like I'm, I, I've gotten better at, at clocking out in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, I thank the pandemic for that. It caused me to really structure that. And if you're gonna be with the kid, be with the kid now. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, well, especially when they went back to daycare, but um, yeah, I mean, it was tough, man. I mean, at, at the time, like my office was still in my home office was still in the uh, Braxton's room, mm-hmm. um, you know. So having a you know having a meeting when you know she's uh like you're trying to you you're trying to schedule around nap time when she was still before she went back to daycare, you know, tra- you know, because I did a meeting once and she fell and got hurt, so she's screaming. I'm literally in the midst of a of a Zoom call, had to jump out. And right. make sure she was okay because she got hurt, uh, you know. So we were dealing with that, but so like, you 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 learn to adjust to that shit. Like it's no longer work and kid time; it's all together, right? You know, and these parents who are still going through that, like the older kids who are doing the homeschooling, it's 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 all one day now. It's not like okay for me. I, I'm fortunate, you know. Kids go to daycare, right? Come back home. Like usually, I wake up before four thirty. Give me a cup of coffee. I do my work until 
until the kids are up, get them, mm-hmm. and I actually go downstairs and work out for an hour, and then I get you know get help get them ready and spend about an hour with them to get them out the door. Then it's work time. You know, when we were still at home, when everybody's at home, it's just it's kind of like, okay, well, Danny needed to work when she wasn't on maternity leave. Right. Um, I need to work. So we're, and we got a kid who's still awake, you know, I mean, you, and you got the guilt of it. Like, okay, I'm not paying attention to my kid. Right. And so I knew, well, what she's doing right now is is asking for some attention. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. all that is. So it, it, you know, again, after you had that breaking point, it's easy to recognize that kind of stuff. Um. But yeah, like it does. I mean, you, you you fight the guilt of, of of the things you have to do in this situation to keep the light. I mean, I've been blessed to have an abundance from a work standpoint, you know. Sure. So I'm, 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 I send my praises out because I mean, you know, <laughs> we're not one of the, the families who are struggling right. where a restaurant closed or all this stuff. Like we actually, from a business standpoint, grew exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, in the midst of this pandemic, so. You know, so from a spiritual standpoint, I, I have to acknowledge that. Um, so I, I try not to complain at that point right. when I have an abundance and have an abundance of time with my kids, too, because, I mean, both are a blessing. So I try to go in that way of understanding, like, of course, take this time for both. You know, I mean, you do your best at work, you do your best with your kids. If they overlap, great. If they if, you know, if you've got to separate for time to time, I mean, it is what it is. But if you're 100 percent in it, I think you're good. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> with everything, it, it just, it messed with me. It yeah. really, really messed with me. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't divorce the two. I really couldn't. Um, and Lexi brought it to attention. She, she was like, um, yeah, you're feeding the kids from your work desk. You are parenting from your work desk you're watching tv from your work desk you're you know so you know i'm always i'm always on and um and then when i really understood it i was like oh what 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 am i doing to my kids if that if that is the case you know what am i am i saying i'm a hard worker or am i saying i'm neglecting you in some way shape or form um and and you're right. You you just have to sit back and say, okay, this will be here tomorrow. You know, you know I, and I tell people that Kroger was here before me. Kroger will be here after me. Right. Hopefully, most likely. And um, you know what I do today will make a difference, but will it make a difference? You know enough that I lose that my amount of time with my with my kids. Right. I. Uh, I don't mind now. I don't mind, you know, starting work and then taking time for, for my kids in the morning, you know, just to, just to sit down and say, Hey, you know, um, here's a, here's a great breakfast. Uh, let's talk about what you're going to do in school. Let's talk about the day. Um, and then taking them to, um, well, taking Santiago to school and then having baby L here and then doing, doing my routine. She's, she's my, she's my, um, my teams. I use teams mm-hmm. uh, uh, for video chats and meetings. So she's always with me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so, I mean, with her being home, I've already kind of talked about the fact that I, I have sent my kids back to daycare. Like, are, yeah. are you going to send her back to daycare or are you just going to keep her home? Like, how are you going to handle that? I mean, cause you kind of already, I mean, Santiago's yeah. back in school, but you, you kind of kept her with you. So is there, yeah. is there a cutoff day where you go like a, both, both kids need to go back to school? From a development uh, standpoint, too. I mean, do you, do you feel like she needs that? Um, she does need it. Um, when does she need it? I'm not certain. Um, Santiago showed me 
and specifically told me he needed um, socialization with his peer groups. Mm. (laughs) You know, he said, I miss my friends. I need my friends. Um, So we could have kept him because he's only in preschool, right? So we could have kept him at home or we could have taken him to, to the daycare. But we said he needs something other than what I'm able to give him during the day. And that was preschool. And it's been awesome. Did awesome. You, did you did you have fears going in though? I mean, oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. I, I was I was um sleuth number one. Like, what are you doing? Um, so oh my goodness. Uh I still have fears about baby L. I um we were we were going to we had a discussion. Are we gonna send her back to are we gonna send her back to the daycare? And I said, Well, I don't feel comfortable. Why don't you let me um, take care of her until the beginning of the year. And then we'll have a discussion again. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in time, if it stays the way it is, she's staying with me until, you know, the summer when, when Santiago goes into that daycare setting, he might go, uh, she might go with him, mm-hmm. which I think would be good for, good for both of them. But, um, at this point in time, I, I'm good. Um, are there days multiple days a week where I'm like, it'd be great to just to have this time where I can just focus on, on work and my stuff and get it done. And when they come home, I'm, I'm, I'm set to just turn it off and and turn them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, my fears, yeah. it's my fears, man. So how, how did you do that? I, I know, I know that you're probably more of a sleuth than me, <laughs> more of a note taker and checking the box. I am the king of due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we went back and we we actually pushed her return. Well, we well we we pushed her return back because they opened back up like in the beginning of June, and we held her for another month. I'm like, I need to see what happens. I need a 30 day sample of, of what happens at this facility before I send my kid there. Right. Cause again, still in that, and then that weird window of not really knowing how things are working as far as COVID. Um, but I mean, we have an awesome daycare center and she, she's actually a friend of ours now. So she, and she's about it. She, she's not playing with, I mean, nobody was going in, parents weren't going in. You right. had to have a mask on to even drop your kid off. And, temperature checks and all that stuff. So it really put me at ease with that whole process. I mean, I, you know, again, I had to really rely on my faith though, to kind of truly let go sure. um, because it's, it's going to be, what's going to be Cause Like you said, she needed to be a daycare with her friends. I see a difference in her since she went back and, and having Braxton there to experience Miss destiny, the way Landry did, who she's a great teacher when she started mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a newborn. Um, so to have Braxton with the same teacher, it's, it's, I know the benefits outweigh the potential risks um, in that aspect. And I was willing to take that risk. Once I prayed about it and to kind of let it go, I was willing to take that risk because I know at the, at the end, it's like the development is, is, is truly going to help them um, mm-hmm. versus just having them here and, you know, me trying to work and I don't care who you are. We can, we can do this pie in the sky. You get frustrated as a parent when your kids are home and you're trying to work. Like, right. I don't care who you are. That's just, that's just a reality. You don't want to be, but right. when you're trying to be in one mode and having to stop and start, you quickly lose sight of the important thing. So it was, it was hard. And I was definitely afraid until I had to let go of that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that's just my imagination jumping 10 steps ahead where I asked a lot of people who had already sent their kids back, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, have you run into any situations? Have you had any such issues or has it been COVID there? 
Everybody right. said no. And talking to the pediatrician, she said the same thing. She's like, you're not, we're not really seeing it with the kids right now. Right. I mean, there are kids that are getting it from their parents and that kind of thing, but it's, mm-hmm. if the facilities are doing, doing their job, you, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, you can pray and trust that, right? So right, right. I guess I, I missed that whole thing. And I, I'm not saying I missed the praying. I just missed the the comfort. My my data analyzation had gaps in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I really, I, I couldn't get to that point just yet. But I guess that's me not being able to to trust everything that, that was coming. Having Santiago in preschool and seeing that nothing is happening there and everybody's healthy and they're taking precautions beyond belief. And he's able to, able to wear a mask all day Mm -hmm. as a four-year-old. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. I think, um, what were you saying before you were saying something about, um, about, uh, work and having to explain it. So Santiago and being frustrated. So, with, with Santiago and we talk about blessings and praying and we pray every night and he has his prayer every night. And we, when he comes up and wants to say something about, um, Poppy, can you do this for me? And I'm saying, I'm working, I'm working. After, after all that, we say, Hey, Santiago, our blessings come from me having a, having a job. Mm -hmm. And, and I pray for that. I say, thank you God for, for my job. And the reason why I say that, Santiago, is because a lot of people have lost their jobs during this pandemic and they're not able to do the things that we're able to provide for you um, because they don't they don't have that uh, that job and that job is a blessing. Right. So um, so that's how I can rationalize rationalize with a four year old. That's pretty funny. (laughs) But (laughs) that's how I can um, help him understand that that the things, the food that we eat and the, 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 the clothes that he has and the toys that he has and the TV that we have and the, the, the house that we have and the lights and all that, he says all that, right? <laughs> he understands that, um, is that, uh, because Poppy needs his time to work. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it sounds like you, so you've explained the pandemic to him. I mean, has he, has he been able to comprehend that at four or is it kind of still kind of this abstract thing? Does he under, I mean, cause like I said, he's wearing a mask. He's, you know, these, we're doing things differently. And, you, and he keeps hearing a term pandemic or COVID or whatever. Sure. Um, well, um, one of his phrases is I hate COVID. <laughs> and <laughs> me too, and, nephew, me too. Yeah. So he understands um, that his world changed when COVID happened. And we, we read books to him. We, we read pamphlets. We talked to him about it. Um, our house has four different, um, uh, Purell dispensers, <laughs> you know, so, um, why am I washing my hands and, and sanitizing? Why am I doing this? So we were able to, as you said, talk to him, like we can edify him and he can, he can use those words and understand them and ask questions about it. Um, it's, it's been very, it's been very good for our family. Mm-hmm that that he's been able to ask questions about why he's in the house and why covid is um is is putting us in this situation mm-hmm. um so we're able to explain it to him where it's not a punishment mm-hmm. like 
COVID isn't a punishment. It's just something that happens. Right. Happened to us and we're having to do other things that are different than what we did last year. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. Uh, um, we love to explain to him. Uh, I, I, the reason why he thinks it's a punishment, but is because I explain things to no end. Lexi gives me the eye, I say, just, just don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't sit down and talk to him for five minutes on it. Just give him an elevator speech and there's <laughs> like, day with his with his PowerPoint. <laughs> exactly, I'll come back to it, and 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 when she's not here, <laughs> we'll go over it again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, man, uh, Landrews too through all this. Yeah. How, how did you explain it to her? Yeah, I mean, there's honestly a two. There's no explaining it to her. I mean, that, she doesn't get that. But well, she she understands. There's you know when she went back to daycare, everything was different. Mm-hmm. Um, she understand I, now. She really understands the mask thing because we've got a little mask for her, like so when when right. my mother in law came over, or my mom comes by and she drops off food and stuff, like Landry looks for her. She where's my mask? Like mm-hmm. she understands that. I don't think she understands why. But she knows that, you know, my teachers at daycare wear masks all day. Right. And there are other kids wearing masks. So, you know, so she so we don't I mean, I think we're fortunate in the fact that she's young, too young to really she will she will never remember any of this. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So either kid, neither kid will understand, will remember this, yeah. um, which is I, I, I think is a blessing in itself. And what I try to look at in the big picture is, you know, while we didn't have to explain that to her. I look at yep. it, I look at the year in its totality, and I, you know, you talk about Santiago talk about it being a punishment or seeming like a punishment. You know, I I felt like that for a long time, but now you know I, I reframe my thought process. Wait, so, hold, so you thought it was a punishment for for the world yeah. for your family yeah. for what? no for the world. I think we got, I think we got put on timeout because we was misbehaving as a, as a, as the people in the world right now. But yeah, okay. um, but. You know, now I've I've pivoted and look. Now I look at look at all the blessings that I've had, and, and I'm talking about me just Brandon and my household. Like I look at all the blessings. You know, I, I've hit higher heights in my business financially. Yeah, I gave birth. You know, my wife gave birth to our son, healthy son. You know, my my daughter is healthy. My wife was healthy through her pregnancy. Yeah, and she was able to deliver. You know, all these things that you know, pregnancy wasn't it? Yeah, you delivery know? all together. Yeah, right? I got to be I got to be there with my son when he was born. I got to experience that because I didn't think I would, but um, because of because of COVID, you know, so all those fears disappeared. That's that's so behind us now. It kind of taught me about controlling my fears because as you see, you, you I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Whatever it is, is I'm afraid of has now passed. Now I'm afraid of something else. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's taught me to process fear. It's taught me to be in a moment. It's like those things, like it brought me closer to God. Those, all those things, I look at the, the good things that came from a shitty situation right. that the world's going through. Um, so I think that's why I try to, I try to highlight that around Landry. Let's, let's look, let's celebrate the good things and not get so focused on the, the bad things and what's going on. And I think oh, yeah. she gets that. But speaking of highlights, like, I mean, let's, let's tell me, tell me, tell me a highlight. I mean, we talked about the pandemic. We talked about the kids. Mm-hmm. What's what's like a highlight, like a favorite, you know, we'd always talk about favorite things. But what's like a favorite highlight that, you know, Santiago and El have, have have done over this pandemic? Like what what's something that really stands out that's just like, uh, that's something I will never forget that my kid or my kids did. There's so many. It's because I'm here. I get to see it, right? Right. So um one of the things that that I love about Santiago is that he is, I don't, I don't know if you remember seeing 
it might have been the Animaniacs or something like that, where there was a there was a little girl that that loved that loved holding I think Elmira or mm-hmm. whatever. I love him and da, 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 da. Yeah. That, that's Santiago with with his sister. So uh, I say, Santiago, you're gonna love your sister to death. <laughs> you know, just just hug and release, mm-hmm. hug and release. But he is trying to teach her everything that he knows. Yeah. Um, and I love that. So she's one, he's four. A couple of days ago, we just, we had him in the, in the tub together. You know, she has one of those little seats and he was a, a complete comedian. Mm-hmm. He would dump water over his head and she would, <laughs> she would chuckle. He's like, Oh, I got her now. Yeah, <laughs> Do that. And then that's just it. Like he makes her laugh so much and you see the you see the hero um glimmer in her eyes like mm. he he is her hero and and back back and forth they just love each other that's what i love about all this and being able to see it but specifically with santiago he's he's grown as a person uh he right now he's he's just um just really empathetic more than he's ever been and then uh, Baby L, just seeing her um, just grow every day because I get to see it. Right. Uh, different things every day. Mm. So how how about you? I know that it's been nine months since it's been it's been a long time um, um, during this pandemic. So I know that you've seen a lot, and there might be thousands of things that you can choose from. But you know, what's coming to your head right now? My favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna piggyback on some pretty much the same stuff that you just said. I mean, you know, seeing seeing Landry as a big sister, and now she gets the big sister thing. Like she loves her little brother, mm-hmm. you know, and that and I think that's fantastic to see. You know, um, you know, I mean, her walking up, like he, she'll have him cracking up, like you said, the same thing. Like she'll have him cracking up, and yep. and then she'll come over and hug him, like I love you, Braxton. You know, that right there is enough to like, all right, I can just go ahead and pack it on up for today. Like, <laughs> I don't need to hear anything else. Like, that's all I need to hear. Anything that was rough for the day goes out the window when you hear that. When one when one kid turns to the other kid and says, I love you like that. Mm-hmm. And just to see him, you know, like you said, she's a superhero for him. Right. You know, he's breaking his neck trying to see where she's at when he's when she's in the room carrying on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, specifically with Landry, you know, what stood out to me, what stands out to me most is just, you know, besides the fact that. I had the time to really watch her grow up into a young lady, um, mm-hmm. just watching her become very helpful. You know, she's just very, you know, you know, I'll do it. She's independent, you know, and I, right. I and we, we encourage her independence, you know, and, and it's just like, it's just watching her. I'll do it. I'll get, I can take care of it. I got it. You know, and this like right, right. allows us to step back a little bit. So, I mean, like I said, that and Bra- you know, Braxton, you know, he's Braxton, man. My boy, my boy Braxton, is, he's just, he's, he's a chill kid, man. He's, you know, he's sleeping more through the night, he, but he's just, you know, he was born into a pandemic and he is still a cool ass kid. I don't care what's going on in this world. I'm here. Y'all gonna know who I am. And that's that. That's Braxton. That's cool. Hey, uh, you, you probably hear baby on the back, don't you? I do. I do. Yeah, so that's the so, proof. That's proof to everybody that we actually do have kids. 
Exactly. And we're and home. Then, I am at home. So I think it's about time for uh, me to sing a song. <laughs> Which song do you want to do? Time. Got got to do it, man. I got, I'm parenting during in a pandemic and the kids it. are calling. So. The kid is calling. So on that, we're going to wrap this thing on up because, you know, baby L needs some things taken care of. Her stomach's talking to her. You're right. She got that hangry. I know. Yeah. I know how it go. I get it. Well, hey, listen, man, we're glad. We, I'm glad we got to reconnect. I mean, it's been a while. You know, I prefer to be in person with you, but, you know, this 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 will do. If we have a little glitches, please bear with us, people, because we are, you know, recording this remotely. So if the sound gets wonky, my bad. What you going to do? We in a pandemic. I mean, damn. What you supposed to do? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll, but, uh, we'll yep, out. be back to you shortly. All right. Hey, go feed that baby. Coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Tell L I said peace. Two fingers. <laughs>